You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Everybody, welcome to the Not Else Reclassified podcast. Yes, this is Brian Kui. Yes, this is my voice. Uh, I've been sick for the past week <coughs> and doing my best to uh, uh, keep my voice together. I've been sick with a really bad sore throat, cough, upper congestion. I can code them all for you. I can diagnose myself, but we're not going to do that. So I'm going to do my best uh, to carry on with this introduction. If you're listening to us uh, for the first time, welcome. Uh, if you're list- if you want to know where our podcast is, just make sure to check out Not Else Reclassified on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, also, help support the podcast by going to medicalcodinggeek.com/partners, or also check out our special pricing by going to medicalcodinggeek.com/promos. Uh, we have great uh, companies such as the Hawking Consulting Group, Project Resume, uh, RadRx, which, by the way, they are releasing their new 2020 version, Crack the IR Code, Crack the Code. Uh, those are shipping now. So if you want to get a special pricing, just again, go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash promos. Um, and also, we also offer... Uh, telemedicine services so you can check that out at the website that i provided so today in the podcast we have tony l holmes now to give you context again i probably mentioned this episode but i was on staycation during that time and i invited her over uh and i'll give you a big scenario in the uh, episode which by the way my voice is better and i'm speaking a lot quicker because probably i had a lot of coffee uh, prior to our uh, one-on-one visit, uh, if you checked out the LinkedIn post that I provided, you get a nice view. Uh, so anybody who comes in to see me for a one-on-one, I make sure there's number one a public place uh, that we can do it, and the public place that I choose is usually a great view. So I want to make sure that anybody that I'm interviewing on the podcast, uh, you know, is definitely relaxed, uh, comfortable. And we definitely have a great time. So you can definitely listen to this episode. In this episode, of course, we'll check out where she came from. Uh, a very fast transition uh, Tony has undergone. And we'll get into that into that episode. So without further ado, and I'm going to give my voice a rest. Uh, here's my episode and interview with Tony L. With Tony L. Holmes, excuse me. Enjoy. So, uh, welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. I am here on site because I know everybody liked the uh, the live um, type of podcasting, and I, I thought it'd be nice to uh, bring in a new local to Central <laughs> to Central Florida while I'm on staycation. So, 
Uh, I brought her here to a wonderful resort here in Orlando. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Tony L. Holmes. Thank you, Brian, and thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing great. What a nice view we have. <laughs> I hooked her up. Uh, so so by the, just to give you context, I'm actually on staycation. It's December here in Florida, and being here in Florida... It was. It's. It's. It's now eighty degrees. Uh, earlier, it was in the week, like in the forties. It was in the forties, in the fifties, in the sixties. And I'm thinking, boy, it's gonna be cool. And no, it's not. It's gonna be eighty degrees. And so I got very worried in the beginning. Uh, I woke up this morning. You saw the hot tub there. <laughs> I went to the hot tub. I I scoped around. I said, I think this is a perfect site. Uh, to do a podcast and I was worried like how hot is it going to be so we got fans here we're on the second floor we got a pool uh, we have a table I got our water so that way she's not dehydrated and we're ready to go uh, quick question how did how was your trip here where, where were you coming from so I live in DeBerry which is about 45 minutes outside of Orlando is that northeast northwest are you headed toward Daytona Yes. Okay. So northeast. Okay. So you had to take I four. I had to take I four. How was I four? You know how I four <laughs> is. It's a mess. A permanent mess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's um. So for those that are wondering, I four is the main road in Central Florida. If you guys come to conferences, and by the way, if you're in a conference in Orlando, hit me up because I would be more than glad to bring you to a resort, and we have a podcast episode. So one thing that to note, since you're a new resident is downtown Orlando is just it does this <laughs> it does the Mario Kart go game going like this and all of a sudden it smooths out to Disney and then when you get to where I live it actually it's a big standstill because there's a lot of people who live in Orlando coming from work and they head west toward Tampa toward where it's called Kissimmee so it's a big block of just nastiness okay <laughs> so <laughs> So again, thank you for uh, being here on today's podcast. You'll hear in the background everybody, people swimming, jumping in the pool, but that's okay. As Tony had mentioned earlier, it adds <laughs> it adds character <laughs> to the episode. All right, so um, again, welcome. Uh, thank you. How did how did we connect? I, I I know we connected online, but do you know specifically where how we connected? I'm sure it's on probably on LinkedIn, right? Well, I feel like we all kind of live in the same circles and we've definitely run into each other at a conference. Mm -hmm. I've seen you speak at numerous conferences. Yeah. Yes. What? Yeah. Did I you know. say hello to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is okay. a huge platform for me and, and it's a great way to connect with people like you. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. See, the, I, I like how, how when people, that's the thing about social media is... They think the connection ends on the social platform. Right. And and they expect when people come to me and bring me opportunities or tell me, hey, you know, I'm I'm starting school and they limit it to just the social media platform. And they expect me to give more than what I need over that platform. And I think you need to cross the threshold and do what we're doing now. Right. And what the last episode, the last live episode with Leon, Leon Tanette, she drove five hours. You drove, God, the I-4. <laughs> and I, I give you credit because it shows that, you know, you want to go over and beyond what the platform is and meet, which is 
basic 101 <laughs> networking, you know? Yes. You got to meet the person. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, so we have you today on the podcast because I have a lot of stuff to cover. Even before when I picked you up at the welcoming center, you had like a lot of stuff to, to share with me. And I'm like, boy, we have a lot to cover because number one, you're originally not from here. You made a move. And so I think from our last, my last episode that I just released earlier with, uh, with Erica Brady, how she transitioned from school to credential to job to master's. Same thing for you. You, <laughs> you went from, from out of state to Florida to becoming president of a local chapter here in AAPC, starting your company, and now a podcast. So I, I, I'm sure a lot of people would love to know how do you make that transition so fast. I think most importantly, how do you handle the transition in that rapid, rapid uh, succession? Right. So how do you handle that or why is it that you're trying to do it real fast? Is there a certain deadline that you're trying to meet or what's going on? Or maybe 2020 is a wonderful uh, you know, time frame to start something new. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. So, you know, the question. So I, I always start off. We already talked about how we connected. So let's talk about you. And I, I'm definitely now curious because this is our first time meeting. Sure. Uh, we definitely have connected on LinkedIn, but I always like to meet people in person. And it's usually at the time that we podcast that we actually find out more about each other and then we get into uh, the story a little bit more. I, I, I've always, always found when I listen to podcasts and, and there's one, Tim Ferriss, by the way, the most recent one about somebody who interviews. And so when um, somebody interviews, if you're doing the interviewing, you're literally opening doors. Yes. Right. And so it's a matter of you if you're you know allowing to open the door or not. It's up to you. It's <laughs> you're in control. I'm in control, too. So the first question is, where did you come from? I, I'm definitely interested. Where did you come from and how did you get here to where you're at today? Sure. So I'm definitely gearing up for 2020 to be a big year. And I think a lot of that has to do with building momentum and really creating a presence for not only a local presence, but a national presence. And so I think coming from Colorado, where I lived for the last uh, almost 10 years, and then transitioning to Florida was really important to just dive right in and immerse myself in my local AAPC chapter and figure out who the players are here so that I can familiarize myself with Florida and how to be successful in this state and really add value in any way that I can. So so why Florida? Well, what were you doing in Colorado to begin with? You said 10 years. So what did you what were you doing there? So I was a director of a consulting firm and I managed a team of coding professionals, auditing professionals, and um, I spent, you know, the better part of a decade doing that. And it was amazing. It was the perfect training that I needed to go out on my own. And so when I moved to Florida, it was really about starting over, starting fresh, building a new network of people that I could add value to and reciprocate and I think that's what it's all about is adding value as much as possible and networking. And like you said, with social media, it's so much more than just, oh, I have a connection. It's how do we build that relationship? How do we create value so that it's mutually beneficial? Um, so I listen to a lot of um, comedy podcasts, by the way. So if you're wondering what else I listen to, everybody who does comedy, there's uh Tom Segura, there's Bobby Lee, there's Ari Shafir, there's a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Joe Rogan, there's a lot of podcasts. What I've, what I've, um, 
what I've observed in all of those podcasts, where they do their podcasts is in LA, Los Angeles. So to me, like I'm, I'm getting a sense that Central Florida, Florida is kind of like the hub of where a lot of um, HIM activity, at least from my understanding, because when you think of HIM recruiting, where are they at? Tampa, because every call that you get from a, a healthcare recruiter, at least an HIM recruiter, is Tampa. always the 813 zip code. And to for me to move from South Florida to Central Florida is huge because now I can go any which way because I actually Tampa is now an hour away where a ton of the HIM companies, imagine, uh, what's the other one? There's a whole bunch of other ones, but there's a, a lot of uh, HIM recruiters that are there. So uh, to me, like for your move to come here, I think you're probably following where the activity is beginning or maybe that's something that's, that I, I'm not seeing, but I'm noticing. So is there anything specific with Florida in terms of HIM ticket activity that probably brought you here? What was it that enticed you to come here aside from the, the weather? <laughs> the weather obviously is a big factor. Um, it's also no state income tax. So I think Florida is really cheap in comparison to Colorado. But to get back to your point about HIM, there are a million conferences in Orlando. All the big conferences, they come to Orlando, whether it's not this year, maybe it's next year. But I felt like that was really the hub of healthcare and so much growth and innovation. And that was really my motivation for relocating here. Also, to get into where everybody's at. So either... In terms of conferences, it's either I've only noticed, at least with AAPC, they're either in Vegas, <laughs> which I was Orlando. there last year, or Orlando. Uh, last year, well, this year, I'm sorry, this year it was in Vegas at Caesar's Palace. The year before that, it was in um, in Orlando. Uh, it's just oh, I forgot what it called, Coronado Springs. And for those that are I'm doing a plug for AAPC, but whatever. Uh, I'm speaking actually for AAPC coming in 2020, and they're doing it again in Coronado Springs. And they've total. I don't know if you've ever seen it. They updated the whole entire thing. They added a new high-rise uh, for the hotel. Uh, and I'm speaking, actually speaking there this next year uh, with a previous podcast episode, Jeff White. Uh, I invited him here because I think our topic's going to be about uh, two remote dads. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and so if you guys are wondering, we're going to talk about that. I didn't give you the specifics, but it, I'm inviting him over. I actually, he's planning to come on over and we're going to do For me, it's like another podcast episode <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> What's funny is that um, we have a joke going on or like what we're supposed to wear professional wear. And I'm like, you know, uh, you know, the rock came out with the was it the fuchsia? You just see it. The fuchsia, yes. the fuchsia jacket. And I'm like, I'm going to wear that. <laughs> He's like, OK, well, I, sh- I also pointed to him uh, to another company. I forgot what the company's name, but they have like, um, you know, like holiday wear jackets, uh, specific funky jackets. So that way it looks weird. I think when you're in a conference, by the way, you have to not just be there. And I, I mentioned this in the conference strategies. You have to. uh stand out a little bit yes and so not just do what everybody's doing and what i've always noticed that is when people are doing speaking events it's usually the same old thing what's the update what's the update on this coding thing that's the easiest one to always grab and then you always left like well what else do i talk about well let me just pick something out of the air and just just to give you guys a backstory i just talked to jeff i said look 
can we just do anything? And I was like, okay, well, let me just throw this topic. And they accepted it. I'm like, they accepted it. <laughs> we, we're, in, we're in. Now we have to be serious now. And I told him, bring his guitar. We got to bring his guitar, everything. And we're like, you know, there's usually a fine line between being funny, performing, and then being serious. So we have to kind of uh, mediate ourselves. So um, let's take it a step further back from Colorado. How did you get into coding and moving into now? So I started out in medical records a long time ago. It feels like a million years ago. And then slowly worked my way into revenue cycle and working with billing, working with coding. And then for the last decade, I've been in consulting, which is the most amazing um, transition for, I think, professionals in our industry to go into if they're really looking for that next level. I remember when I would sit at a desk and code op reports, it was just like, okay, is this it? Is there something more than that? And so being in the consulting world just really fed that drive for me to get involved, get my hands dirty, get in front of people, network, build relationships. And so that's where I've been. So what is it, you talk about getting the hands dirty. Um, For those that are, because I know there's a lot of people who are in the field work or the technical work, right? And they're thinking, and we've done previous interviews with uh, Mary Beth Haugen. She she created her own consulting group. What what got you into consulting aside from just doing the the nitty gritty work? Because I know there's a lot more than just doing the work. There's a lot more oversight than than what the usual task oriented person would think. Just getting in there. Oh, if I'm just a hard worker, I can do consulting. But there's so much more to it. So what? How would you define yourself as, or when did, I guess, I guess a good question is, at what point in your career that you felt, I'm ready for consulting? Well, I, I'm not sure that you ever like fully know that you're ready, but I knew that I was ready for a challenge. And after spending three, four years in the trenches of, again, putting my head down, coding op reports, really spending time at my desk, I knew, okay, I need something that gives me exposure to more people and more organizations and more challenges so I can perfect my craft and think in different ways. And so consulting was that way to jump into that. Now, was I hired as a consultant? No, I was hired in a consulting firm that had a billing service. And so I I worked my way up. I started as a billing assistant, then I moved into supervisor position, and then I transitioned from billing to coding and then coding to consulting. And it just really took off from that point. I like like how that when you you talk about, there's a lot of observation in 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 those transitions because especially when you talk to or we're talking now to students uh who listen to the podcast and they're wondering how do we how do we get into the consulting world i think a lot of it has to deal with uh, observation right and and i think um when students get out of school like the the last episode that i did erica she was kind of bummed right she was bummed about oh you know i i didn't get that specific uh desired position that I wanted right and it's usually you have to get the ugly position first yes <laughs> and some people don't realize that now you have to really start pay your dues uh, that's the old school way of thinking you have to pay your dues first not because of the pay it's because you have to see it from the ground up 
you have to see the opportunity and the end goal. And for me, I mean, there were many times where I would go to work and say, okay, I really have to, you know, sit at a desk and do data entry. And, you know, for people that like to do that, great. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was made for more, but I also knew that I had to put my time in and build my reputation and my credibility in order to pivot myself and into those opportunities. And the other thing is that you have to give yourself permission to say, hey, I can do this. I've never done it before, but that doesn't mean anything. And I think part of that is empowering yourself and, again, keeping your eye on the bigger picture. Yeah. I think because if you, if you start off, you don't have that bigger picture. You don't see it. Uh, they want to tackle problems, but they don't have the tools that they need. Yes. And in order for to do that, you have to observe. You have to... Um, I think I think for me it was how does it how does the big how how do you construct the bigger picture and then deconstruct it right and then when you deconstruct it where are the problems in the deconstruction process and in the build up process again so what I'm trying to say is do you can you like for for military people right one of the training parts is one of the training things that they have to do is uh, break down their gun put it back together again in a certain time. Could you do that with what you know, let's say for example, in the building process, could you be able to explain that, which is part of big, a big part of consulting is not just doing, but also explaining. And then not just explaining, but explaining it in such a way that the person who's listening is understanding what you're doing. And the next part of it, can they reciprocate? what you're doing. So that's the biggest challenge in consulting because you're, you're the one who's identifying the problem, right? And right. then bringing the problem to light and then figuring out, well, if this is the problem, here's what you have as far as the organization and let's fix it. But then can the receiving in, <laughs> that's another problem. It's a whole <laughs> another ball game right there. But it definitely is not for everybody. Consulting is a job that if you like to do everything the same way every day, that's not for you. It's unpredictable. It really tests your comfort zone. It, it makes you, it forces you to be uncomfortable with, or I'm sorry, comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I loved that. I mean, that was just what fueled my fire because I like things that are not super predictable. And so um, keeping your eye on that bigger picture and, and for you to, you know, have Erica on and really show students that are in the trenches like hey this is what happens on the other side she was such a voice of inspiration i think and i loved the episode and kudos to her she she was um so if you go back to that episode i mean so i really want to do a separate episode but uh, about her but she i don't want to say she's a wreck but she was she had so much going on in her life and and i think as a mentor you could only do so much Moving into like a like a counselor type of deal, so I I, I didn't want to draw that line and and but I knew she she had she knew what she could she she knew I knew she she knew what to do off the bat you could because we only had phone conversations and text conversations I knew that she had it together she knew how to solve it but she needed somebody to uh, kind of kick her in the butt to do it right you know it's those those are the people that um, that you need uh to to get into the to that to get at things in the motion so that brings into my next question is who were people that were around you um you don't have to say specific names but were there anybody who influenced you to 
getting to consulting, even making your move here to Florida, creating whatever. Is there anybody that that kind of like uh, sparked the the fire for you to get moving? Yes, I have had many mentors in my life. I'm very fortunate for that. But I would say Terry Fletcher was a big one for me. She really helped me connect the dots. Have you, have you met her? I have not met her okay. in person. We're meeting next month. Actually, okay. she's coming for a conference. Um, yeah. But she's um, coming here. She, I think I can't remember. I think it's Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. But Terry, you better say hello to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was also on your podcast, and I love that episode. She really helped connect the dots for me and and give me that confidence that I needed to to see that I could do this. I could be an entrepreneur. I could build a successful business. I could do podcasting. And she was a great mentor for me uh, because she showed me through action what was possible. And 30 years she's been in business and she's better than ever. The one thing that I learned from from Terry it, a lot from is is establishing your core. You've listened to that? Yes. Uh, maybe, she great she, maybe she mentioned that to you. It's like you have to, her biggest, if you ever talk to her, um, one thing that I got out of, uh, aside from everything that she does, she has fluid voice. She has uh, five podcasts. She's, she's doing amazing. a lot of, she's always on, uh, what's that, the ICD-10 Talk 10 Tuesdays. <laughs> like, how many times are you going to be on that thing? <laughs> uh, so she's, she's all around uh, a great person. But what I, when I listen to her speak to me, it, it's the core. So if you know what your core is, your core foundation in terms of your skill set, your drive, everything, then that should drive you forward. At any point in, in terms of, even for me, when like sometimes I don't feel like, man, I don't feel like doing an episode. I'd rather be playing my Nintendo Switch with my kids. I'd rather be training for my marathon, uh, something. I don't feel like doing it. But then I have to think about, like, you know what? The stats are great. People love it. Uh, why did I get into podcasting? I, really, I don't know why. But, mo- but I think the, the main goal of it was to connect with people like yourself. Uh, and I'm taking it to the next level and meeting them in person, not on Yay. phone. I'm like, you're my number two now. Like, hey, all right. Uh, and, and really what it turned into is just okay well now that i'm doing a podcast people are recognizing you and you'll you're you'll reciprocate that when you create your podcast and we'll talk about your podcast in a second is people will notice you they'll know your voice they'll see you as a personality as like, well we got a personality here and i think i think what's nice about it is that when they when they at least for your company which is called alpha coding experts we'll get into that uh it'll it'll feed into you so when you what i, I mentioned it earlier before the podcast when you promote your company always promote yourself and so when you promote yourself people recognize you more than your company but then when they recognize you they'll associate you with your company and like oh that'll sell seats and i think that's what what's been nice about the um, doing a lot of the aapc local chapters was oh we have brian Kui from medical coding geek and like oh okay and then so you i asked them i always ask them because i i want to see like okay if if they add my name and it's like having a headliner kind of like, I don't want to kind of compare myself like that, but if somebody who is out there in the social media world, like, oh, we know this, this person is well known in the social media world. We have him here in person. What does that do as far as your local chapter? So like for you, and we'll talk about how you got into the president of, for some reason, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the local chapter here in Orlando, uh, which, by the way, great chapter. I was there for, for their May Mania for May, event. Yeah. And, um, we need to get you back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
such a such a great audience. It was a big audience for May Mania. I think I would like to count like a, at least over a hundred people in that audience, and I was like, wow. And it's, it always happens that I'm always doing something beforehand. So like uh, the that day I was doing the ACDS conference the whole day, whole oh, day, wow. six a.m. till five p.m. and I had to drive up I four to Maitland. It's right before the eyesore. Have you seen the eyesore? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can't miss it. <laughs> okay, so right before the eyesore, and then do a two-hour uh, presentation, mm-hmm. and and God bless them because there were some that were like really tired. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had one of those where, where oh, uh, yeah. like I always catch them uh, in my sessions like there's some that are like I mean I can't it's not like I'm an instructor like you know some of them are coming off of work some of them are waking up some of them and sometimes right when after I, lunch whenever yes whenever I do conference or do sessions it's always either after lunch or at the very end the it's, worst. it's never the, or my last one in um in, in Gainesville was the first one so either way, you're going to be sleepy. Uh, you need coffee or you're coming off of a, a big meal or it's at the end of your day. So I always caught that. So Orlando is great. Where was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where it was going. The chapter. Oh, the chapter. Yes. Yeah. Well, what about the chapter? I forgot what was going at. Um, you're coming to speak again. Yes. Right? Uh, oh, I am. Okay. So that's <laughs> that's a good reason why to bring you here so that we so we could have that. So, yes. Um, po- there we go. Podcast. Getting connected, knowing you online, uh, and my model has always been doing that and getting people locally, the local chapters, to notice me because now they know me online to get them in person and virtually, actually. So uh, moving into next year, we got the APC. Uh, I have the Florida HIM conference. Um, I'm doing one in, I think it's in Washington. Uh, virtually so that's been a lot of the motivator so that so going back to what i was saying when you create your podcast that's what's going to happen and that's what happened to terry too have you noticed yes. ever since she started her podcast icd 10 talk 10 tuesdays every week i'm like she's a popular <laughs> she's, she's person. now she's now a, a big um a part of that so th- expect that for for you um so let's move on to the next topic here uh so Moving into Florida, so what do you think about Florida so far? I love it. The weather is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper than Colorado. Mm-hmm. Again, no state income tax. All I right. think that's huge. Are you doing? Are you currently consulting now in Florida? Yes. Okay. I have clients in every state, but yes, I am growing my presence in Florida, and I'm about half an hour from the beach, oh, so okay. I can get in my car and be in the ocean in 30 minutes. Nice. So let's talk about your your consulting company right so you've done consulting now you created your are you on your own give us the give us the breakdown of alpha coding experts right uh what what led to i always ask what led to the name right why did you call it that like for people why did white medical coding geeks or why not ultra classified same thing with you why did you create your consulting company and why alpha coding experts Well, Alpha Coding Experts has been a brainchild of mine for a while, but Alpha specifically because I think it commands attention, it commands authority. And if you're in the SEO world, you know that beginning at the, starting at the beginning of the alphabet is is gold for, for search engine optimization. So I started my company as a way to share my expertise with clients 
our firm specializes in high-level coding and compliance advisory services. So if someone sends me their op reports, I'm not the firm that's going to just code out op reports. We really position ourselves as advisors. So what does that mean? Well, I recently helped one of our clients who is a primary care group launch a, a telehealth program. And that program, basically, I walk them from A to Z, how to implement, design workflows, monetize it, be compliant, and then uh, give their staff resources to be successful. And that initiative helped them capture over 400000 additional dollars in revenue. And it also helped the physicians because they're working less hours, their patients are happier. And so... Things like that are really what fuel my fire. That's my inspiration for for serving clients. Now, do you do this by yourself or do you have like a team or are you in the process of growing your team? We're growing a team. I I am uh, solo right now. I do use a network of subcontractors, but I am always looking for fresh talent in, in the consulting world. So, yes, we are growing. Nice. And so... You talked about alpha being the, well, SEO. SEO stands for? Search engine optimization. <laughs> so for those that are trying to create a name, uh, I think the key is when you go online, when you search a certain term, is it going to be listed at the either one or two? That's that's the first thing. Yes. So if you do a search for medical coding geek, well, guess what? I took the <laughs> I took it. I snatched it. <laughs> it's like real estate online. Exactly. Um, but going backwards, uh, it was medical coding tutor that kind of snatched it. So usually there's some kind of cascading keyword feature that leads into it. And for me, it was medical coding tutor. And I leveraged that. I leveraged that in the SEO, the keywords. I was putting all of that. And so when somebody at the time of when um, they were studying for ICD-10, they searched medical coding tutor. Well, guess what? It was me. You popped up. <laughs> Talk was, about positioning. <laughs> it was me. And that was it. And another comp and another a link that it led to nobody. Nobody was answering the phone. The only person that was answering your phone was me. So I like how you leverage that because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of when I think of consulting companies, I, I think um, there's a lot of them, right? Yes. And but I guess a good question is, it's not so much it's not so much how do you stand amongst the rest. I think. How do you position yourself to where, like, okay, my my company is going to thrive? How do you position yourself in such a way that, I guess, standing out, but in such a way like that it makes your company continue further? Sure. Well, we're still pretty new. So um, I think, like you said, it's all about positioning, positioning yourself as an authoritative resource. And what you said about name recognition and aligning your name with a product or a service that's the key and being relevant and constantly sharing content that's valuable. I think that that's huge. And again, positioning ourselves more as advisors, because the one thing that our clients have to do is they have to trust us, number one. And if they don't trust us, we can't do anything else. And so anytime I approach you know, people, it's not about a transaction, it's about building a relationship. And so our clients are all you know, folks that we have good relationships with. I, I like the term advisor because especially just kind of going back and doing an, uh, I guess, an analogy with tutoring, right? When, when students 
used to come to me. I stopped it because it it was getting. I don't want to say it's it was getting ridiculous, but it was kind of. It's like it, it's the same formula. Uh, students come to me for answers and nothing else, and a quick answer, by the way. And um, I, as an instructor, as an adult educator, I've taught for for universities. I am not that. I am not the person who's going to give you the answer. I'm the person who's going to give you the tools that you need. So that way, here, here's the book. Uh, I actually gave you the page, and uh, let me circle this right here, and and there, that's it, right? And now you could figure out. But if you're stuck, it's not like go goodbye, like the transaction. Goodbye. If you're stuck, come back to me, and yes. I'll give you something else that'll add a layer to your learning. You know. So when you're when you talked about being an advisor, it's like okay, you produced me the problem. Here's the solution, but it's it's not finished there. And so you talked about developing the relationship. There has to be multi layers of relationships. So for us, this is our first meeting. <laughs> I like I, I I do it this way because it, cause there's a, there's a lot of jokes going on with podcasts. It's the only way to to communicate is podcast. But to me, this is the my reason why to connect with people yes. is the podcast. And surprisingly, I want to do one for my kids because where are my kids now? They're in their rooms. They are on their tablets. Uh, even though I control the Wi-Fi connection, I, I shut it off sometimes. They download whatever, and they're in the rooms. They're teenagers, so um, so the joke is there's actually one on SNL on uh, SNL where there's a father and son. The only way they could talk is if they have a podcast <laughs> together and they share their deepest uh, thoughts. And I'm like, you know, that's it's a joke, but it's actually true because because number one. Um, one thing that podcasts do is, and I think what coders don't have is the ability to connect in person, uh, to create conversation aside from just email. Uh, right. I think when you see eye to eye or it means sunshades, the sunshades since it's so bright here uh, and sunny, uh, you get that organic connection rather than a, more like a social media platform. That's fine with me. But I think when you develop that through your podcast, I don't know how your podcast is going to be set up. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, you'll develop more relationships. And because of those relationships, you'll organically grow your network. And when you grow, you'll organically grow your network. There's always that saying, your net worth is in your network. Yes. So when you establish that, I mean, I have done that for the past three years. Three years is pretty fast to, to grow a nice network. So no matter wherever, wherever I go, and I'm not looking for it. I'm really that's I think that's a key thing is if you're not looking for the opportunity, it'll just come to you. And no matter what opportunity it is, even though it's not ideal for you, and you and yourself, you're always taking the challenges. Accept it. Why not? Why not accept it? Because you'll never know what'll grow into. Because even though it's not ideal as far as your objective, maybe it might turn into something that could be objective later on. It's so true. You just never know what the future holds. And if you don't take that risk, you'll never find out. So let's let, let's let's talk about telehealth because um, I know Terry and I think that's that's a big buzzword now is telehealth. Why is telehealth very important nowadays? I think especially with physician burnouts, we're really seeing a profession that is just taking a beating and has taken a beating for so long with so much administrative burden, so much complexity. And so I think telehealth is the way to solve that issue. Not one size fits all, but it's a way to help. 
And it's also amazing for patients, right? It's like Amazon. We can order anything on Amazon, right? Comes right to your door. Same thing with medicine. It should be, I get to set up my appointment right here. I get to pick my doctor based on, you know, the ratings and feedback and cost. And so in the age of information, I think it just becomes that much more prevalent. Now, there was, when I was at the coding fiesta, somebody brought up to me, because I do a lot of, I guess my background is in clinical documentation improvement. In um, when people go to telehealth, the real solution is is establishing a physician connection in rural areas, right? So people that don't have access to physicians, they have now access to physicians uh, with with telemedicine. Like for me, I moved to oh gosh somewhere in Central Florida, but there's like it's such a new community. Like everything is now a ten mile drive. So now, as you mentioned, Amazon. Well, that's not, that's not, my, not an issue. It's not, not an issue because I could either do you know the Prime and it'll come tomorrow if I need toilet paper. I just you know well, I, I'll drive for that. But you know if I needed something emergency or coffee, like my wife likes to to do coffee, but she like you know I'll just order it. Just have it come to my door. Um, but I think one of the biggest things in telehealth is is I, I forgot what the term were the term was, but it, it is. The concept of centralization and decentralization, like how do you, what I guess the, the, what I'm coming to is there was somebody who came to me as far as the problem in terms of clinical documentation improvement. How do you solve that in somebody who's off-site? Like when you're trying to do physician, do you do CDI in your, um, in your company? We work with it. Okay. Uh, so how would you, because I think when you're doing telehealth, I think one of the biggest things is establishing the connection. So in telehealth, like for example, your your most recent one, I think one of the biggest problems with Wobbly was was establishing a connection with a physician. How did you do that with, with that uh, platform? So I think that there is a lot of misinformation out there about telehealth. Yeah. Um, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback from physicians that say it empowers them to create an even better relationship with really? their patients oh, wow. because they're less distracted. There's mm. not all of this noise and interruption mm. and they're not in the same constraints. And so I've heard nothing but positive oh, feedback good. about good. that relationship okay. and the continuity. And a lot of the telehealth stuff is patient initiated or it's at least going in that direction. And so the idea that I have to get up and go to the doctor, it just sometimes, especially when you're sick, it's the last thing you want to do. So you open up your phone, you click on the app and boom, they're right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that because when I, I think when my daughter had, um, she had an earache or something, I just turn on the, turn on the app. Doctor on demand. Doctor on demand. You're in the waiting room, <laughs> virtual waiting room. We're, we were in our dining room, and all of a sudden, the doctor popped up and said, hello, you know, and that's it. Um, I, I think the, the issue, the not the issue, but I think as long as there is a good infrastructure of how the information gets captured, um, how the information gets documented, and, and I think... If you're, if what I think what I was trying to say is not just from from patient to physician, but I think more like coder to physician and telehealth. Has there any been any disconnect from there, or is that pretty much the streamlined same process? 
you hit the nail on the head when you said the the design and the process has to be in place for it to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think too many are reactive, right? Oh, we're going to do telehealth and we're just going to start today mm-hmm. and we're going to be successful. That's not how it works. You really have to have a good understanding of A to Z, what it takes to be compliant, how to implement it, how to capture clinical documentation, how to transmit that to coding. And so I think everybody working together, having the training and the understanding up front is the key to success. And telehealth is not, oh, I do telehealth because I did telehealth one time. It's it's a program. And you really have to change your philosophy on the brick and mortar healthcare setting <laughs> sorry i got distracted <laughs> we'll keep it because because there's a there, just to give you an idea there's there's some again we're at a resort and uh, lawn care yeah lawn care is happening we got lawn care and watch watch when we listen to this we, we never heard it it's not going <laughs> to come up on the microphones and and that's the thing like that's what happened to me with leon Tanet is i hear all of this sound and here's a, that's the thing when you do with podcasts is that you have to hear with distractions but it doesn't pick it up. This one doesn't pick it up. I, I'm so surprised. So we get distracted, but it's okay. Which going back to Leon Tanette is when she talked about the electronic health record system, right? And even in that, in the telehealth uh, setting, as what you your first, and I'm sure you've done many other ones. Um, the biggest thing is education. If if they're not up to par and knowing how to use it. As opposed to the, you know, oh, you got a nice little EHR system there. Oh, it's nice and bells and whistles. Let's go ahead and get started. I don't care how we're going to use it, but for me, you know, the guy, I don't need a manual. I just, <laughs> just I'm the guy who who likes to jump in it. Don't teach me. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll figure I, it out. If I if I got a problem, I'll call you. Don't worry. I'm that type of guy. Uh, but sometimes, you know, like if you have like a spouse like I do, she'll slap you in the head like, no, 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 you can't do it that way. Here's the manual. Here's the problem. You created this problem. You can't do it that way, especially when you're institutional system. You have to do it the right way the first time. I mean, yeah, the right way right away the first time with no hitches. But that's usually not the case. And I think when you have to do it that way, um, education is key. All right. So let- <laughs> so if, if, if you guys are wondering, there was like. We thought the lawn care was going to stop, but then it got real loud. Oh, my gosh. It got so loud. And thank God they're done. Uh, so you notice a little break in there. Uh, so we're back into the podcast. What were we talking about? We were talking about alpha coding experts. Um, we totally got lost. And I tried to to, to, to mask the the uh, the lawn care with, <laughs> with, tele- with telehealth conversation. I think we're going to keep it. I, I think, it, again, it grows the... It gives the character, but let's talk about so. So as far as a transition, we were talking about a little bit earlier. So you came from Colorado, established yourself as a consultant for over ten years. You made the move with your family, right? That's a big thing uh, with uh, two young ones and a husband. I think that's very important in moving because we just talked about moving and and we talked about my move into central South, South Florida to Central Florida and a lot of the, I think the challenges. And the transitions that you have to deal with. So if you guys are listening to that, there's a transitions episode in there. I might have to give an update. And then um, coming to here, trying to create your alpha coding experts. Oh, let's talk about the the local chapter, right? Yes, so yes. so here's so so the, here's the are they coming back? Oh, they're just blowing air. Let's. I'm gonna keep them. I don't care. Um, so God, all right, they're gonna be quick. It's just a one and done. Right. 
Okay, I think that's it. So you, when you cut your lawn, right? You mow the lawn, right? You edge the lawn. You. They better not come through the pool. Uh, you blow away the leaves, and then you're done. <laughs> I, I hope so, right? And I, I'm recording, right? Okay, I am recording. So we're gonna keep all that in. Anyway, so um, what was I saying? Uh, Colorado, uh, ten years. Um, consulting, moved to Florida with your family, uh, a lot of transitions. Uh, you, in the process, created your own company. And in the midst of creating your company and moving here, you took on <laughs> another role, right? So she is, re- she is now the newly uh, crowned uh, president of the greater... Orlando, is it the Greater Orlando? Greater Orlando area, uh, AAPC chapter. So that's so. I was there for their main mania event. Wonderful group of people. Um, how, how did you get, how did you get that role? That's my question. I know um, it was fast, but uh, very fast. It's all about positioning, and and I think that when I first got involved with the chapter, I felt like there was such a great sense of community. And Ashley, I think you know Ashley. Yes. She's incredible. Um, she, great personality. Yeah, she, she loves the microphone. She's awesome. <laughs> she's a great speaker too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, she really encouraged me to get involved, and okay. so I think just how did you her, connect with her through through LinkedIn as well? Through um, well, I just went to one of the AAPC meetings because oh, okay. we meet once a month, and then they have all kinds of other activities. But I met her. Were and you there when I was there? I was not. That okay. was before my time. Okay, got it. But oh, I did see May. your name. Okay. Yeah, and um, you have committed. You're going to come back next year, okay. right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll come anytime. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I was originally elected uh, as the secretary. Yes. And then there was a need for a president. And mm-hmm. so I graciously stepped up and... Um, you know, really put myself in a position to lead the chapter. Good. We have over 1,400 members. Yeah, that's a big chapter. It's massive. <laughs> so the opportunities are truly limitless. It's huge. Uh, and, and when I got invited to speak, I mean, it was for their main mania event. It was a lot of people. And Ashley was there uh, grabbing the mic. That's why she's such a great... I don't, I don't When you tell me that name, I'm like, that's a... Uh, she's such a bubbly personality. Yes. Uh, so it's good that you connected with her. Um, and kudos, because when I, because I'm part of the Facebook group, and I saw you titled as the secretary, and I'm like, yay! I'm like, wait, she's in, she's in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that comes into my mind. I'm like, wait a second, she's been in Florida the whole time, and I, I we've never really connected. But then when I picked you up, is I just moved in June. I'm like, well, duh. And then um, I saw the the introduction. I'm like, great, she's gonna be a secretary. And then all of a sudden, you went on LinkedIn, and then you posted the announcement that you're going to be president i'm like well what happened there i'm like wow that's really fast so from consulting colorado to florida uh to coming here to being aapc president what else do you have on your plate now you're going to create a podcast so i was following i i do follow you by the way um and when you post like oh i'm gonna i i'm creating your podcast and i'm like oh great she has a podcast like uh, and then i saw the introduction i'm like wait she hasn't released it yet and she's going to release it. Where is it? And so you left me in suspense. By the way, you let really, you're really, you're really, you left me in suspense. 
Okay, and then I'm putting you on the spot. You left me in suspense, and you're leaving a lot of people in suspense, saying that you're gonna have a podcast. And then I, I go into the website, right? AlphaCodingExperts.com, right? Okay, yep. good. So I'm plugging that. So I go in there, I go podcast, and I'm just like January 2020. I'm like, come on, I'm ready for you. <laughs> I am ready to receive your information. Okay, I am ready to receive. So, so let's talk about the podcast. So, uh, why podcasting? I know why podcasting, right? I know why, but why, why you podcasting, um, and what can we expect from your podcast, which is, uh, of course, called Alpha Coding Podcast? Yes. So, I have to give you credit. Obviously, you've had a podcast for a couple of years, and by seeing you do it and seeing Terry do it, it was like, okay, I I can do this, right? Good. And and. Kudos. Yeah, thank you for doing that. And really, the podcast has been on my vision board for a few years now. And I've just been too afraid to kind of take that next step. And so the process is pretty overwhelming to start it, to put everything together. There's so much work that goes into it. And a lot of people don't realize that, right? Like most people think, oh, you just show up, you have a mic and you just start talking. Oh, my gosh. It's so much more work than that. And so... um, I decided to go for it really as a way to inspire others and share my story in hopes that it helps other people, you know, take that first step in in fulfilling their dreams and, and their full potential. And I think in consulting, you're exposed to thousands of people and organizations and leadership teams and that experience and all the stories that I could tell was like, okay, I need a platform to give this information and share it with, with others. And also I get requests every day for coding mentors. Will you be my mentor? Will you be my mentor? And so this was kind of my way of giving back, especially to the newer professionals and CPCAs and and apprentices and giving them some free content that they could use, that they could put into action. I like, I like the, um how you're you're using the the podcast because I, I I call it my portfolio, right? So, and Terry has done it. She has a, a big diversified portfolio. You're gonna create your portfolio, and I think you come to a very good point. Is is okay? I talk a lot, but I never capture what I talked about, and and I don't want to kick myself in the butt as well. I don't want to repeat myself again, uh, or I. Sh- I should have recorded what I said before because it sounded so good the first time, right? Because there's usually times where where I speak to people on the phone, and I and the conversation's so good. I said I wish I would have recorded it. Yes. And this is the reason why I every person that I interview, I don't call them. I text them. I said let's start on this date. Let's keep it organic. I I like the spontaneity of the the conversation because. I don't want to miss the energy. Uh, so when I when I created the podcast, well, when you create your podcast or when you go on and, and adding episodes and episodes and episodes, you'll create your portfolio. And it's easy because you'll know like your catalog in your mind. Anytime there's a question, oh, go to episode 23. Oh, go to episode number one. Oh, go to my episode with so-and-so. And, and, and for your business, um, it's a good link Right. Oh, I discussed this on episode such and such and this and it's a free content. Right. So and it's an hour long. And, and, and when you go speak, by the way, when you go speak, one of my biggest things that I do when I speak is, oh, I have bonus content. 
And uh, and one of the things that I do in the CDI presentation is, oh, I, I listed a couple of people that were in my podcast, Dr. Lamhoko, uh, Christy, uh, no, um, Kelly Astis, uh, uh, gosh, what is it? Dr. Zwayne, um, Glenn Krause. So all of those people there are, are their faces are there. And I give like, okay, this is what I learned from them. Oh, by the way, there's a full two hour extended episode with them. Oh, there's a one. So by like two hours of presentation, they'll get like maybe six more hours out of that, that they can walk away and listen with it. So when you do your podcast, you'll whatever platform that you're going to use, Libsyn, um, I don't know what you were using before uh, or going to use, you'll get stats and you'll see it and you'll get to it. And, and I love it that I can always, uh, always pull it out of my pocket. Like, oh, here, I, I can't, I, I don't want to say it again because the, the energy is not there anymore. Not to say that I'm bored with it, but the energy that I, the first time of me telling it or me experiencing it, that's something that you need to listen to uh, every time. So that's yeah, something they could definitely uh, gain from your podcast. For sure, for sure. It's tangible, right? And they can go back and reference it anytime. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so question about your podcast. Is it going to be like a, like a Terry format solo episode or you're going to invite me to be a guest? <laughs> Both. So um, now that you've agreed to be a guest, um, so it's going to be 15 to 20 minute episodes. And really my tagline is help you start your week off smarter. So we'll drop new episodes every Monday. We're going to be very consistent and um, we'll have some guests. I've got coding professionals, CDI professionals, physicians, so many amazing people that have agreed to be on the podcast and so again just a way to share more information and value and that's the that's the one challenge of at least for me is consistency i, I mean I'm, I'm i'm gonna tell you the truth i'm not consistent with my schedule because sometimes you'll have like I, I like to break it up into chunks so there's there's one good um there's if you had to listen to podcasts there's one called ear hustle Right, so there's an ear hustle podcast, and uh, they do it in seasons. So it's it's uh, ear hustles. Ear hustle is based on prisoners in San Quentin, and so they're only limited on a certain amount of time that they could do these podcasts. So it's the same thing with me. Like, okay, well, last time I had only like the spring, and then the summer I had a full you know summer project that I had to do uh, with auditing. So I had no time for for uh, podcasting. So now that I have podcasting for fall, I'm gonna do for fall. So for you trying to crank out, just something to keep in mind is if you're going to do like Terry, Terry just goes bang, 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 bang. And I look, her numbers are great because now I'm only at, I've been doing the podcast for like almost three years and, and I know I can crank a lot per episode, but if you crank more, uh, your, your stats will go higher. So right now she's approaching, I think she's approaching a hundred thousand downloads. Uh, yeah, so she's at 80 consistent. right now, but she's but at the rate that she's at, she's going to reach it. And she's she's done it in a shorter time than I have <laughs> three years. And I'm only at like 36, 37. But I know if I do the format that Terry's doing the once a week and what you're doing is once a week, you'll see it flourish. Um, and I like that you're doing 15 to 20 minutes because it'll be quick. Yes. Uh, and that's because because uh, some people ask that of me is to make it short. But I. I, I feel like for me, if, if it is a short episode, like I still have more to give, you know, like I'm sure, sure the person still has more to give. And, and, and somebody told me somebody wanted me to do a 30 minute presentation an AAPC presentation. I think like, that's that's it. 
I, I only get started in 30 minutes. I only get warmed up in 30 minutes. And you want me to do just 30? What am I going to talk about? I'm just going to get started and create crack jokes in 30 minutes. <laughs> then I'm going to start. Then by by hour 30 to 60, that's, that's where I begin. Then 60 to 120, that's where I, I bring it home. You know? So it's like, I that's to me the marathon mentality. So I can't do a full sprint 30 minutes. Uh, and, you know, that's for me. So I like to keep you know we want to have like different types of podcasts mine can be long form yours can be short there's all there's always somebody in the audience that likes it a certain format so that is your podcast when is it going to be released so january 6th 2020 so the first monday of the new year and i do have some episodes pre-recorded yeah that's what i was gonna ask yes um and i think that's really important especially for the weeks where Mm -hmm. you're you're just like drawing a blank okay what do i talk about this week um, but yeah, it's it's going to be awesome, and we're putting a lot of work into it. Good. Yep. Uh, one of my challenges, well, when I first started the podcast, was was finding guests, and you're not going to have that. <laughs> you're not going to have that challenge of it all. And uh, when I first started, I was worried. I was so worried. I'm like, who who am I going to get on? And and I really, I was really, um, I was really worried about diversifying the the mix. I wanted to keep it coding, HIM, CDI, H, but but I said, you know what, whoever, I said, forget it. Whoever comes and whoever wants to be in the podcast, that's fine. And it, before, I used to chase people to get to be on the podcast. Uh, if they don't want to be, then I, I could care less, you know, it, it, but if they want to be here, the people that want to be here and create that conversation because they know the power of this podcast and your podcast will happen as well, then fine, be on it, you know, and I, my worry was, What's the content going to be? Because a lot of people, like I'll ask like top people, top people in the industry uh, to be on my podcast. And what's their first question? What are we going to talk about? Hey, what do you mean you're going to talk about? I, you're top shelf, you know, top shelf liquor in the, in the HIM coding industry. You're top shelf. You don't know what to talk about? I want to talk about you. You know, I want to talk about where you come from, what makes you, you. And that's at least for me. That that's the reason why we need to have a lot more podcast because <laughs> I want to draw out all of those things. So no January sixth. Yes. Where is it going to be uh, on? It's going to be Apple Podcasts. Where is it going to be a platform? We're on all platforms. So Good. Apple, Google, Spotify, oh. YouTube. Are you on YouTube? No. Okay. I want to do YouTube. How do you do? How do you do YouTube? YouTube's really picky. They have all of these rules, but they have podcasts on YouTube. Do you have to have video? You're supposed to have a picture. So Terry just kind of puts her logo. Oh, and she's then, on YouTube. Yeah, she she does it on YouTube. Um, but you can't capture the views and the counts through your feed, right? Your RSS feed. Okay. Which is, again, pos- podcast lingo. Okay. Um, but yeah, YouTube's a great audience. I want, would you ever consider going into video? Yes, I have. You would. Yes, I have a, an episode I'm recording tomorrow with someone, and it's a video. Okay. It's going to be a video. Oh, you're already a step in the game. Yes. <laughs> you're already beating me. You've seen LinkedIn, right? It's, yes. It's huge on videos. They're promoting video yes. content right now. Okay. I think I might do that. Yeah. I have um, I have a couple cameras. The thing is, with, with the podcasting videos, they have, like, multiple cameras. So, like, I want to have one in front. I want to have one right here behind me to you. That's camera B, right? <laughs> and, then, and then camera behind you to me. That's camera C. I think I, I, it's it's weird because because we don't we don't do this stuff. We don't right. do this stuff. And to get into media, I think that's the newest thing in HIM. The newest thing in coding is is for HIM professionals to go beyond what just the coding 
and now going into media. But you know, some people can pay people like like Terry. She could get a producer. <laughs> you know, she's doing it. She's doing real well that she got a producer. I'm I'm actually jealous because she's I'll, got Netflix as a sponsor. Yeah. Oh, really? What? Yes. She does. Oh my God! Netflix as a sponsor. I know. I'm so jealous. We need to be like Terry, right? I mean, I only have like. What do I have? I mean, I have I have consulting groups, but that that's not sponsorship. Those are our affiliates, right? Um, the, the only sponsor that I use is Audible, right? So just to give you a trick, if you do if you have three episodes, you're automatically a win for Audible. Sweet. <laughs> so they'll give you all of these scripts, like you know, oh my favorite my favorite audio book was, and I I remember I did one. It was so weird, uh, the Star Wars one. And I was like, oh, let me make it so cool. Make a full production. But it's so much work to do it's it. so much work. I said, I'm not going to do that. I, I, and so what? So when I did my podcast, I made it much more complicated than what it was in terms of its production value. And what I'm trying to do now, which you'll probably find later, is where can I cut the fat in the podcast to a point where it makes it easier for me? And I think by me doing this face-to-face, it's so much easier versus um, me doing it over the phone. Because me, the, the last episode with Erica, there was a lot of cut and edit because of the bandwidth and a lot of the... Um, when you're on phone, by the way, there's you notice that there's a lag between me speaking and you hearing and, and me listening and all of that. There's a lag. So you have to kind of move the audio tracks a little bit so that way they're all connected. Uh, so those are some of the challenges. <laughs> and it takes a lot of time to do that. So are you going to, do you do your own editing too? I do. You do? <laughs> For now. <laughs> Until I can afford to hire a So you producer. know the challenges of it all. Yes. It's very time consuming. It is. Uh, so for me, how long does it take you to do editing? For hours. One? Hours for a 15 to 20 minute episode? So. Or are you just learning? Yeah, I was just learning. But now I've got it down to a system. So I do all my show notes first okay i type everything out and then i use that you know that's the thing too the show notes are uh, huge so i so i do how do i do it so um i record i do the show notes as i'm listening i'm doing i'm doing the notes again i do the notes before which is weird i do the notes before but there are things that i can't you know you have to listen to but now i'm cutting out the show notes I cut out the show notes. I only I only put in now like for yours. I'll put in your your uh, website. I'll put in the podcast. I'll find you on LinkedIn, and that's it. Like all the little minute details. Because the reason why I got show notes was from the Tim Ferriss podcast. If you go to his podcast, he has a slew. He lists everything that he talks about and provides the links for it. Wow. Yeah. So he's very. I'm sure he pays somebody to do that. By the way. Right. So for me to do that. Every episode was so time consuming. It took eight to 10 hours per episode. And then now we're doing like one to two hours now. And then another one to two hours marketing. You're talking about an entire day and a half. Just on uh, podcasting. Just on one episode. And then on top of that, you're consulting. I'm working. It, it, it's, it's a lot. So for those that are considering podcasting for real, um, just think about the time. Unless you have money like Terry. <laughs> <laughs> we bring in Terry. I'm just joking. Uh, but if you have if you have the the funds that you can pay somebody to produce your episode, then kudos to you. And that's that alleviates eight to ten. I mean, if you could pay somebody to do that, that's a lot. Uh, so kudos. I, I like that. I like that um, that you are creating your podcast. I'm always encouraging 
a lot of professionals in the industry to create a podcast, even though it is hard. It is very rewarding because there's a lot of things that I didn't realize that come out of it. Speaking gigs. Now I'm a national speaker because of it, and I'm doing my next national speaking gig at the AAPC in HealthCon, uh, right? HealthCon. That's awesome. Uh, coming up in April, uh, so that's exciting. They in, now the uh, the Fahima down here, Florida Health Information. They invited me to be a keynote. <gasps> Wow. So from so I haven't announced that yet. So that's exciting. Uh, keynote at the last day. So they want me to to now talk about. It. So I guess I'm going to talk about my marathon experience and related to HIM and all of that stuff. So that if you guys are there for there, that's at the I believe at the Swan and Dolphin. Beautiful. If you haven't it's in done, July, right? Yep, in July. Um, so I'll be doing that the I'm last. Coming. Okay, so that's the last day. Uh, first thing in the morning, keynote. So that will be me. Uh, so can you believe that? So from like local speaker, national speaker, keynote speaker, I don't know what's next. So That's just awesome. So the only thing that I can do at this point, the things that you can do at this point is just keep on creating content, keep on creating content. So that way you just get noticed and then you're just like, okay, well, yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony. We know Tony. Yeah, let's go bring her in. So again, thank you for being part of the podcast. Uh, thank you for dealing with the lawn care. Uh, but I, I'm sure we're compensating with it's. It's very cool now. I thought it's it was going to be hot. View. Uh, the humidity is actually down here, down, uh, not so hot, not so muggy. Because compared to July, you you literally can can bite the air. In you were here in July, so yes. you, you noticed the the humidity. Uh, so you'll so you got some you got some fans up here. It's beautiful. We'll take a picture by the way at the end. Um, so again, thank you for being coming through I four. Being here in person uh, to be able to share your company, share that your experiences in moving here and in your podcast. So let's let's go back to the last two questions. Thank you for having uh, me, Brian. Today. You're welcome. And that's the thing that I have to learn to do is say thank you and you're welcome because uh, I think Leantonette was saying just giving me so many compliments. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> on to the next one. Right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I was so very like honed in on my on my episode. I, I have to learn to teach myself. I say thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. And even though in my mind, I'm like, God, I sound like a prick on the... No, Brian, <laughs> thank you seriously for sharing your platform and your listeners and having me because it really means the world. Yeah. You've done so much work to get it to this point. I so. know. And I, I, that's that's what I... I and thank you. <laughs> See, I got to learn. I have to learn. See, that's that's one of the flaws I have. I, I just keep on... I just go right on to the next thing. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so that's that's... And you bring a good point is... This should be a platform for HIM coding CDI professionals to come on, uh, because I've 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 created just something over three years that people listen to, and I'm more than glad to have people come on. I I could care less what you have to say because I think for me I'm a very good interviewer. Um, I'm still learning, uh, but I like to have open conversation. That's the key. And if you have open conversations with other people from whoever, I could care less. Even if you have disagreements, I haven't had that yet. I want somebody here to disagree <laughs> and have disagreements, and we have a healthy <laughs> argument per se. And, and that's what I'm waiting for. So if somebody can do that for me and and willing to come meet me somewhere in Central Florida, we'll do that. All right. So without me rambling on, let's finish this off. So our last two questions for the day. Number one. What does the future hold for Tony and Alpha Coding Experts? Great question. Mm -hmm. So um, 2020 is definitely going to be a big year for, for me and for the company, but um, some exciting things. So I have an ebook coming out in February, and it's all about how to operationalize the social determinants of health. Oh, yeah. 
this is the biggest buzzword in healthcare mm-hmm. right now. And so I wanted to create a one-stop shop resource for hospitals, for physician practices to say, how do we address this? Mm-hmm. What do we do? And so that resource, that's why I created it. So what? So for those that are listening, what? what I know um, the first time I heard the buzzword social determinants was... Um, was at the ICD-10 uh, maintenance committee on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? So can, I, can you kind of briefly explain what that is? Sure. So these are factors that would discourage you from um, maybe getting the best care or having the most stable housing resources. And so when we look at homelessness rates, mm. especially hospitals across the country are filled with homeless patients, right? We've got the homeless man that comes to the hospital that has chest pain, and we can't figure out why the the patient has chest pain. And then we discharge them. Okay, well, how do we get paid for that? And how do we incorporate some of this extra data that hasn't been captured before? So that was really the inspiration behind it. Yeah, I I think one of the biggest worries that, in in my experience in working in places that have uh, issues with social determinants, social economic changes or issues is is continuity of care. Like, where are they going to go? Exactly. Uh, how are they going to continue their care? Are they able to continue their care? So hopefully, well, I'm sure the ebook will will definitely address that for sure. Yes, and you're seeing a lot of. I'm sure you've seen it with Uber and Lyft getting into these oh, non-emergency yeah. medical transportation services. Mm-hmm. That all goes back to social determinants of health and justifying medical necessity. Mm, nice. So that'll be February. Yes. 2020 podcast January. January busy year 2020 what's in March <laughs> hymns the hymns conference oh the hymns conference you're gonna be there I will be there is it here or is yes, it at? it's in Orlando again I know wasn't yes. it there last year I don't know or this year I'm, I think it was here this year Orange Orange Convention Center Orange County on International Drive okay it was I think it was there this year so it's gonna be here again and then I'll see you at HealthCon okay HealthCon in April 5 April 5 through 8 uh, July, uh, Fahima. Fahima. That's yep. in July. I don't know when, but the last day, first thing in the morning, that'll be me. Uh, do you have any speaking engagements? I do. I have been asked to keynote a few different conferences. Oh, so you're a keynote speaker too. I nice. am. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to do motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm moving into yes. slowly. I don't know why, but but I, I don't want to, but, but I'm finding myself getting into it. You don't want to? <laughs> I don't want to. You're so good at it, though. I know, but I I think, like, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I, I mean, it's not that I don't want to motivate people. I think my uh, my core, and we're always going back to to- uh, Terry, my core is storytelling. It's always been storytelling. And that's such a powerful piece of motivational yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's always been a dream of mine to do that. And so to be hired to come in and do that, it's just such a dream come true. We'll definitely have to talk about that off air. You have to give me some tips on that since I give you tips on. I would love to. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's nice. Um, So that's the future. Uh, So let's wrap it up with the last question. What does uh, what last words of advice do you have for for uh, for our audience? So. I think it's really important to give yourself permission to dream big. Don't let other people tell you how big your dreams can be because the only limits that exist are the ones in our minds. You can do anything in life with the right mindset, 
hard work and anybody that tells you it's an overnight thing they're dreaming because mm -hmm. it's everybody that's in the position that they're in that's successful got there with hard work mm -hmm. consistency and perseverance those are really the four keys i think to being successful um, I'm living proof of it. I always had a big dream to start my own company, be an entrepreneur, start a podcast, write a book, and here we are. I'm doing all of those things. And so I think so many people see these successful people and they put them on a platform and they say, oh, I could never do that. I, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Yes, you are. You just need to dream big, believe in yourself and go for it. Give yourself permission to go for it. Well, that is my interview with Tony Alholmes. Again, thank you, Tony, for uh, taking the time to drive uh, through the busy traffic and uh, sitting with me during my staycation. It's 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 a great opportunity uh, to meet uh, professionals one on one. So, for more information on Tony Alholm, uh, you can go check out the show notes by going to medicalcodinggeek.com/podcast. Also, to give you an update, uh, we talked about the HIMSS conference yes it will be in florida actually in the same place the orange convention center uh that is march 9 through 13 2020 so if anybody's listening to this and anybody who is planning to attend hit me up i would love to meet with you uh, i know there's a lot of spots there on international drive that we can definitely sit down meet up meet up sit down and have a great conversation again if you want to reach out just check me out on linkedin or you can go to medicalcodinggeek.com medicalcodinggeek.com